You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Brilliant Sports. Eagles, Steichum, Gannon, where are they going? How will they do? Travis Kelsey, Broncos Talk, and a special guest. Let's get it, baby. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome into episode number 107 of Really Honest Sports Podcast. Back with JD, of course, but we got a another special guest, uh, a friend of the show, a uh, fan of ours as well, so... We're fans of his. He's fans of ours. It all goes hand in hand. Here we got Dave from the uh, 1420 Sports Podcast. How's it going, my man? It's doing great. Thanks for having me on. I didn't know. I know we talked about it before the big game that if I would be on or not. And, you know, I didn't find uh, – I didn't see any pictures of you guys hanging from trees. So I, I know you guys <laughs> are okay, which is, which is good to my heart that uh, you guys <laughs> – would still uh, send out an invite and let's uh, let's uh, have a quick chat uh, tonight. Heck yeah, man! Yeah, no, uh, glad to have you. And we realized that we might eat a little bit of crow here because you did call the Eagles losing that game, but we figured, hey, you came on and you were gracious enough after the that your Niners lost or your Niners call lost. So we figured we got to take the take the punches too. So yeah, good, <laughs> always good to have you on here. It's a pleasure. And then I also uh, listen to your podcast. Hey, you guys are members of the Belly Up, uh, just like uh, us at 1420. Uh, good for you guys. Like, uh, it's it's a step forward. And, and you know, Brent and I have had success uh, pushing our brand with them. And and uh, I wish you guys the best and, and uh, with Belly Up. And I love coming on with you guys. It's it's always a pleasure to chat. And, and uh, let's get into it, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, our brand expand and our numbers go up with Belly Up. Um, you guys at 1420, we saw that you guys are a part of Belly Up from the very beginning. And that was kind of like the goal when I joined the podcast about 30 episodes ago. I was I told Aaron, I was like, I want to get part of this group. I want to get part of this group. So, yeah, we're glad to glad to be on. But yeah, let's get into it. So um, Super Bowl 38-35, Chiefs over the Eagles came down to... A last second field goal, essentially, after a holding call. What was your first reaction to that holding call? <laughs> That's the first thing I want to ask you. Um, I do agree with the majority of people that say, ah, oh, you can't call that in that time. But then at the end of the day, when you take a look at it, when you see a DB pull the jersey away from the guy, I think it's reflexive for a ref to throw that flag. He pulled the jersey, and there was no doubt. I don't care who you are. It's reflexive. Yes, I do agree it was a bit ticky-tacky at that point in the game, and it did have the game in the balance. But at the end of the day, it's a penalty, and it it didn't win Casey the game. It robbed Philly of making a last-second drive to to possibly tie or, or win the game. That is something that you no, know, I would agree. You know, this almost as soon as the jersey was tugged, you did see the the yellow flag fly. So I would agree with you that it's just instinctive. And you know, Mahomes is a very accurate passer, so that very well could have been something that would have stopped him from catching the football. You know, if it was an accurate pass. So I see where you're coming from. Um, in all, you know, honesty, it really wouldn't have mattered if it weren't for Jonathan Gannon. But 113 million people, a little over, watched that Super Bowl. So 113 million people saw Jonathan Gannon as the most inept defensive coordinator in Eagles history for a half, at least. Goodness gracious. But 
as we've been lobbying for Jonathan Gannon, Aaron, you said it, stay in Arizona, the man's staying in Arizona that he was just hired by the Cardinals. What do you guys think about that hire, Aaron? <laughs> uh, oh, I was overjoyed when I heard the news for one, I said on the podcast, I mean, I was, I was pretty vocal in, in saying that I hope he never steps foot in Philadelphia ever again, unless he's coaching for another team. That's how much I think of, of that guy's ability at this point. He is just utter garbage and, and doesn't know what the word <laughs> adjustment means. Uh, it's a Cardinals move through and through. I mean, they're going to fail miserably. It's not going to work. I can promise you that. he He's he's a defensive mind, and I looked into this a little bit. The Cardinals have gone, since Ken Wisenhunt, they've gone offense, defense, offense, defense, alternating every time um, with Cliff Kingsbury being the offensive guy and, and obviously him getting the boot. So, they they just flip flop every time they do a coaching hire and and they can't seem to figure it out and and Kyler Murray's a spoiled brat and it's just not gonna work none of, none of it's gonna work so I'm glad he's out of Philly and I'm glad he's gonna fail just because he he screwed us so I, I have no I'm not rooting for him in any way. You could argue though that he's actually an offensive mind if you're talking about <laughs> the other team's offense playing well. <laughs> so what do you, well, you, what do you, what do you think, Dave? Well, you point. know how we talk about how uh, quarterbacks are, uh, line up in each division now. In that NFC West, he's bottom of the barrel with a bullet. You got Carroll, you got uh, Shanahan, and why am I forgetting his name with the Rams? Oh, McVay. McVay, yeah, yeah, McVay. He's far and away the shittiest coach in that division. Far and away. He doesn't have a sniff. And and you got now to deal with the ego that is Kyler Murray. And you're going to try and tell him what to do and try and get him in line. Huh. <laughs> good luck with that. Like, good luck with that. I, I don't see Arizona, like, for him as a career move, I got to guess head coach um, pays a lot better than D.C. in, uh, in Philadelphia. So, yeah. you know, get your two years in, uh, get paid for four. <laughs> and uh and see how that see how that treats you i like i don't get it i don't understand why anyone would want to coach in arizona because that Connor murray is not going to work out it's simply not going to work out and they're committed they're pot committed to him yeah. and you, at minimum you got to deal with three years of that guy and until you can figure something out it's never going to be Connor murray's fault and he's going to go right to the owner and tell him whose fault it is Hey, uh, JD, real quick. You know what's what's really funny to me is he in like this Philadelphia defense on paper was you could make a case as one of the most loaded in the league. He's now going to a team that has holes all over a defense. Like they don't have like there's no person. There's no like all right. They have a great defensive line, but they have bad corners. They don't have any like one thing strong, that they no excel in. Suit. Yeah, they have no strong suits whatsoever. And like you're expecting him to do. I'm not gonna say better because they're in a in a position where they're so bad anyway. But like, there's no way he's gonna do better than he did in Philly, and that isn't saying much at all. So you know what I mean? In Arizona, there they are stuck, like you said, for about three years, and it's not exactly the same situation. You know, you got Russell Wilson uh, with your Broncos, which I would like to talk about. Um, you know, Wilson obviously having a, a god awful year with a brand new coach, Nathaniel Hackett. It's not like Kyler has you know two Super Bowls to his name. Uh, and with a Super Bowl winning coach, you know, now they got Jonathan Gannon. So, yeah, I would agree that that's just absolutely an awful move for the Cardinals. And, um, you know, they like you said, Aaron, they don't have you know a great line. J.J. Watt just retired and just going to be a shit show there in Arizona, a hot shit show <laughs> over there. So the dumpster fire, <laughs> dumpster fire, good Lord. But uh, I did want to ask you, Dave, uh, the Denver Broncos, your team. I know they can't have much worse of a year than they did last year. Just got something off the wire right before we started the show. The leading candidate for the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos is Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. I read that. I you just I, read I, that. I, no, I didn't read it. That was out uh, actually out there like two, three days ago. Okay. Um, gotcha. You know, I don't mind Rex Ryan as a DC. He he's a motivator. He wasn't stupid. He worked really well with uh fuck before he got the Jets job. I forget who he was with, but he did okay. I'm not excited about it, but he's not a dummy in motivating his guys and drawing up a good defensive scheme. And um the other part about that, he has a strong coach that he's that not going to take his shit 
with Sean Payton. So I think (laughs) it might work. I think it might work. He plays a really aggressive turnover uh, style, take the ball away style. I don't know. And then once again, I'm glass half full because this season couldn't have gone worse. I don't I don't mind Rex Ryan. He's good for a quote. Let's go eat a goddamn sandwich. You know, I can listen <laughs> to shit like that all day. I like right. my coaches to be good. And I, and then first and then if they can entertain me on, on the side, that's all right, too. So I'm not I'm not against it. I don't mind. I forget his name. I'm terrible with names. Um, the guy they had this year obviously left. I don't know where he went to. He did a great job. Like was he, it Nick he Fangio? A, no, Fangio was their head coach. Oh, that's before right. Hackett. That's um, right. Fangio, I'm not too good with coordinators' yeah. names. <laughs> but uh, you know why not? Why not? Um, if like because Sean Payton's running that show, and I think there's no doubt in that entire building who's running the show right now. Um, yeah. He has the blessing. He has the contract. And he's going to, and what, and uh, I think above all, like I'm a little bit worried about some coaches that come back to, to coach again um, for their, for their actual reasons. Peyton has enough money to do whatever he wants. He could have stayed in the booth, but clearly he wants to coach again. He was only away from the game for a year. He's not a John Gruden. He's, (laughs) he's a guy that, that, that has won on his own merit. Gruden won his on the merits of uh, the team that Tony Dungy left behind him uh, for him in Tampa Bay. And he wants to win. I think he, I think he wants to win. He wants to become the first head coach to win with two separate teams. And and I think he has the fire and I'm excited to see what he can do with this team. Yeah. Rex Ryan uh, last defensive was the last defensive coordinator in the league in 2008. After that, you know, he was, you know, head coach with the jets. He took Mark Sanchez, you know, as their quarterback, to the AFC championship game twice. And you figure, you know, Russell Wilson is overall has had a way more successful career than Mr. Butt fumble, Mark Sanchez. But you think that Peyton is able to resurrect uh, Wilson's career? You know, obviously Peyton had Drew Brees in New Orleans, in my mind, top five quarterback of all time. Do you see Wilson rounding back more into the, the shape he was earlier in Seattle? What are your thoughts on that? He has to, or he's gone. Denver will eat the salary. Like he has to. It's like my way or the highway now. Um, if you want to be a pop star husband, then go be a pop star husband. You take Cialis <laughs> and go on the fucking red carpet <laughs> and do all that kind of shit. It, Peyton's here to play football, not to be on uh, the cover of GQ and uh, Teen Heart <laughs> Tiger magazine, which is what I think the problem is with Russell Wilson. When you're here, come August, um, we're here to play football. We're not here to take pictures. Yeah, no private parking spots, no grill on the property, no office in in the no the facility posse to... in the office. Yeah, right. We all sit all that shit. This this yep. it's, this is done. You're a member of the Broncos. You're not running Russell Wilson Incorporated out of the. <laughs> yeah, like go jam it. Like that that stuff pisses me off, and it shows you how weak minded hack it was to let that shit go on under his watch. It's garbage. Yeah, yeah, really a shame overall. Aaron, if Rex Ryan doesn't take the job in Denver, I know you and I had talked about you know him coming to be in the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Is that something that you would be on board on board for? Would you be excited oh, about that? I'm banging my fist on the table to get that guy. I mean, he's pr- the thing is he's proven like yeah. Look at we they took a risk on Jonathan Gannon like he was a quote unquote defensive mind, and you know he he gained knowledge from this guy, he gained knowledge from this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, but. Rex Ryan's done it on his own accord, like Dave alluded to. I mean, and and you yourself did. I mean, he took the Jets with, you know, possibly one of the worst starting quarterbacks of all time to the two AFC championship games on the back of uh, their defense. Like, the, the only reason those, those teams were in those games was their defense. Buddy Ryan was the Eagles head coach back in the 80s, one of the best defenses ever statistically. So, I mean, there's that connection. Not that it really matters anymore, but – I would love I would be over the moon if we got Rex Ryan and and if the Broncos were to get him I would if I'm in Dave's position I would be over the moon that like he can just immediately make a difference um with with an already good personnel both both teams have good personnel so I mean he's going to make an impact if he, if he takes a job in in one of those teams it's it's going to be an impact right away 
I think he would fit really well in Philadelphia because he's kind of more that like loose, like fun type guy. And the Eagles just have that, you know, like Sirianni being the fiery head coach, just all, you know, <laughs> screaming, jumping up and down all over the place. I think that Ryan would, from a personality standpoint, would probably fit better in Philadelphia. But I think he'll succeed in Denver as well if that's where he goes. Um, definitely, you guys got a, a pretty solid shot of of turning that that team around going into next year. What do you what do you foresee, Dave? The the record for the Broncos being, you know, like a a way too early prediction type thing. You know, what were their what will their record be, and and do they snag that division? Do you think? Or Not, least- no. Well, Casey's just so goddamn good. Um, a wild card. Fighting with uh, the Chargers for that uh, for second place in the division, I think AFC West has a chance of uh, putting two teams in the maybe three teams in the playoffs next yeah. year. Yeah. I do believe the Raiders will be the bottom feeder because a I don't know huh, even if Rodgers goes there, I like I don't know who's going to quarterback that team next year. I don't think McDaniel is a strong enough person to coach a head team he coached the broncos for three quarters of a season before we served <laughs> him and he he showed he couldn't do it again um so what i think is i think kc and until you you're the man until you beat the man right so kc and then denver and and the chargers uh vying for second place in the afc west so and then you make the playoffs and Russell Wilson isn't bad. Like I don't, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a hockey goalie. Like how, like Markstrom for the Flames. I don't know how much you follow uh, NHL, but he was a Vesna candidate for the best goalie in the league last year, and now he can't, he can't stop a beach ball. <laughs> I don't know how that happens, and I don't know how that happens to a to a to Russell Wilson who was on a Pro Bowl career. I have to blame it on the coach for my own peace of mind. Because someone doesn't forget how to quarterback, and so and so that's why my expectations are are high, but like once again tempered because maybe Russell Wilson forgot how to quarterback. What do you think in eleven and six? You know, ten and seven. What do you think it'll take to to squeak in there as an AFC wildcard team? AFC I like is that. Stacked. Yeah, I like the uh, the ten and six because you know Jacksonville is going to win their division next year. Um, Tennessee and Indy aren't going to be better. Houston's going to suck. It'd be, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bengals do next year. Uh, since he's the class of that league, uh, division. And also Jesus, the AFC is good. Baltimore's yeah. going to be good. I, I listen to you guys talk about Lamar. I don't know what's going to happen there. And then, um, bills are going to be good. Um, depends on Tua. Like the AFC one to eight is, it's going to be tough to crack those things and don't the only one that I, I i really will guarantee like you know jacksonville because i think tennessee and and the colts are going to be down but there's no real dogs sorry uh jim found in the van maybe the, the the steelers are a dog next year i don't know who's a dog in the afc aside from the of course the afc north that uh belichick and brady got to beat up all all the time now it's yeah. the Bills and everybody else. The Pats aren't good. The Jets aren't good. But if they get Aaron Rodgers, they might be good. So who knows? Yeah, the Jets could be. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if, if Tua is healthy and Rodgers goes to the Jets and then, of course, you know, Bill Belichick, you can't always count him out. They could have four teams all vying for, you know, playoffs, just kind of like the NFC East did this year where they were looking like maybe our, all four teams could sneak into the playoffs there. So, yeah, great point. So you think 10 and 6, 10 and well, there's 17 games now. So 10 and 7, you think that'll be that'll be good enough to get in? I would I would hope so because the other divisions are pretty pretty weak. Um, well, not pretty weak. The only division that is weak, but like they're strong enough that they're gonna beat up on each other. And you know, the the good thing too is Denver, because they suck so bad, they're gonna have a fourth place schedule for the so they're gonna they're gonna hopefully have some NFC bottom feeders. I was gonna say I'm gonna jump in there real quick. We're gonna have to give you some hell because of how every every week it was the Eagles schedule, the Eagles schedule. So if you have a fourth place schedule, I mean, I granted you you guys are in in that gauntlet of a division. Like if you have Kansas City in your division, that's that alone is a problem. But uh, yeah, like I I agree with you with Oakland. They're they're or uh, Oakland uh, Vegas doesn't much matter obviously because they, they no one cares. The Raiders, but, different yeah, city, they, shitty teams still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
nothing changed. I don't know. They uh, that's just a dumpster fire of an organization. But I feel like, especially if Rex Ryan goes to you guys, like I would really look out for for the Broncos. Like I'm not just saying that because we got a Broncos guy in here. Like all the pieces are coming to get. Like I trust in Sean Payton. I think Russ isn't. I don't know if he's gonna cook, but he he's not he's not sautéed either. Like he's not done. So. Yeah, he's defense. not going to microwave that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that defense, he doesn't have to play at an MVP level. He just has to play, you know, at a little bit above average, and they, they should make the playoffs, honestly. You know, and then you still got the wide receivers, you know, Jerry Judy, and um, off the top of my head, forgive me, I'm blanking out. I see the dude's face. Um, wait, uh, Hamler? Camler? Hamlet. Hamlet. There you go. Yep. I would get there eventually. <laughs> so they yeah. could have some good young talent there so it, it'll definitely be interesting i think you know casey ah uh, man patrick mahomes is just so darn good so He's so, so darn good. good unbelievably good it's it's gross it's almost gross but <laughs> you know I'll, i've said it before i'll say it again i'll continue to say it at nauseam he's a unicorn and the rest of the league just has to accept that they're just humans so <laughs> yeah live sports is great on television but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. You mentioned Las Vegas there, Aaron. Uh, Derek Carr officially was released by the Raiders. You know, you and I have talked about different destinations, you know, where he could go. Dave, where do you think that that Derek Carr might end up? He, while the rumblings are, are New Orleans and the Jets might take a sniff at him. And I don't know where else. Like he's, he's the AFC Kirk Cousins, man. Like he, (laughs) he has, he has decent numbers, but, and he's a team guy and he tries hard, but when the game is, when it's a must, when it, when it's the playoffs, he's, he's irrelevant. Like I, I think he's only played in the playoffs twice, once or twice. He has no playoff wins. You know, every time you watch these guys on Monday night or Thursday night football, they, you know, 25 fourth quarter comebacks, big whoop. You know, <laughs> it, that means that it's a stat and it shows that, you know, they're, they, they they can win games unless you start winning in the playoffs. You're absolutely in, irrelevant. Like it, that's where you make your bones. That's where you make your legacy. And you can have Kirk Cousins. You can have Derek Carr. I don't care. Give me Chad Henney for God's sake. Like these guys <laughs> aren't winners. I'd rather go with a rookie. And, and you know, maybe he goes to Tennessee or Indy. That's right on brand. Yeah, uh, Indy actually getting a new head coach, uh, Sean Steichen, from the Eagles. So the Eagles are now down their OC and their DC. I was really expecting this fully, but really upset to lose uh, Steichen, or as Gronkowski said, Spike Man, uh, losing Shane Spike Man from, from our offensive coordinator position, going up to Indy. So Indy taking another stab at an Eagles offensive coordinator because they just moved on from Frank Reich, who's now down in, in Carolina. Unfortunately, not the Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays. Now, I, I still think that, that they should change the name just at least until they do something. But Steichum, Steichum going up to to the Colts. Uh, what do you guys see? Do you think they'll take a stab at another yet another journeyman quarterback like Carr? Or do you think they'll you know try to draft somebody? Aaron, what would you do if you were in their spot? Brand new head coach. Uh, I know they played the kid, that kid. I can't even – I don't even know his name. He will, obviously wasn't a high draft pick. A couple Ellinger, Sam Ellinger. Yeah, like I don't know if they'll go like that route and throw. I mean, I'd probably throw him in there. Uh, I mean, you have a rookie head coach. Like, what? You're not playing for much this season. Uh, I know Jim Ursay is one of those owners that like he does not accept losing. Basically, kicked uh, Carson Wentz to the to the curb so fast that he didn't know what to do um, after that debacle after losing to Jacksonville in the last week of the season. Now, two two years ago, but. Just knowing Jim Ursay, I think they'll take a stab at Derek Carr. I think they'll they'll put all their chips to the to the center of the table with him. Um, I was looking up their stats though. Kirk Cousins has a much better like career record, which kind of surprises me uh, honestly because I I don't think Derek Carr is bad. But but like Dave said, like if you need a game to win, if you if all the pressure's on Derek Carr, he folds like a lawn chair every single time. So 
it sucks. I hate to say it. I, I like Derek Carr. I root for Derek Carr, but I I don't know that you can't really defend him. Um, but what I would do is I would try to unload either players or do whatever I can to move up in the draft and take a kid that you know they see fit. I mean, I think they're already kind of up there to begin with. They they were horrible, but. Yeah, I would not go with one of these veterans. I, Aaron Rodgers is not going there. I don't even really get the whole buzz with Aaron Rodgers anyway. He's he's a choke artist if if I have ever seen one. So all these teams that are going to give up a, a shit ton for him is is asinine to me. But that that's my opinion. He would put butts in the seats of wherever he goes. You got to realize, you know, think about of it in that way too. I mean, he has a Super Bowl. He could win another Super Bowl. I doubt he will. I don't think he will. But he has the you know quote unquote capability. He's a huge name. I mean, it's a business. So you got him at quarterback. You're going to sell a lot more tickets. There's going to be a lot more buzz. You're going to get primetime games all of a sudden. So you got to kind of think of For it sure. in that way, too. Um, if you're moving up and drafting a quarterback in Indy's position, who are you taking? You figure, you know, would you go with C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young? Who do you think would be in an optimal fit there, you know, for Indy? Don't ask me because even though I follow the college game and I see all this all this stuff, there's so many intangibles going forward from the college game to the pro game. Pro game. Um, you know, I remember this one time. I forget who the back was, but he he came to the Broncos and and he wasn't trying hard. And then like, so one of the one of the veterans pulled him aside at, at like tryouts and said, "Dude, you ain't getting the corner here. Everybody's fast." everybody's fast and then they can <laughs> they can tell a, a a college player the sooner they realize that they're not the fastest best guy in the field that's when they they start studying right the Kyler Murray syndrome right sure you can run around and and make a, a circus play and keep the play alive and then throw a throw this thing but that doesn't that works one out of ten times and you're going to make uh sports center but it doesn't work on on third and seven with two minutes uh left in the first quarter it's not sustainable a, a quarterback a, a a leader of a team has to understand his role and how everybody else fits in it i don't know if i'm making sense when i say that so like i don't i don't really know how these quarterbacks are going to translate especially the situation you're going to like is Trey Lance. Is he just injury prone or is he kind of shitty because they had a, a losing record? The kid in uh, Chicago, Fields. is he that good? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. He showed really good glimpses is like, is he better than, than uh, Jalen hurts? I don't know. Hurts has a lot better weapons and a lot better coach than the shit show that's been Chicago for the last four years. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know. So it's, I, I never know who I want my team to draft. I'd rather them pick the best offensive lineman if I have a good quarterback. I want my team to pick the best quarterback rusher or the guy that protects the quarterback the best or someone with great hands. <laughs> no, I, I agree <laughs> with you there. A good offensive lineman is huge. You look at multiple quarterbacks in the league, multiple teams that have offensive line issues, you know, like the Steelers, the Jets, and it, you got to have time to get rid of the football. That's for sure. You need to run block. You need to pass block. So protect your your asset. Your biggest, most money you're spending typically if is on the quarterback. You know, once they're off their rookie deal, at least you got to protect your asset. Aaron, what do you think? Who's your top quarterback in this draft? I know you and I have kind of floated around a few names, but as it stands now, if you were going to pick one guy, who would you pick? Oh, you know, you know, I hate on Ohio State more than more than anybody. But if I'm picking a guy to take the franchise over. I think, I think Stroud has a better arm. He's more accurate than Justin Fields was coming out. Um, he can't scramble quite to the level that Fields could, but he can still get out of there, uh, you know, decently well. So I, I don't think Bryce Young is much. I really don't. I think he's one of the most underwhelming Alabama quarterbacks they've had. He he just doesn't seem to like have that, that it fact, like he, he doesn't pop off the screen in any way. I don't think, so I'm not I'm not Mel Kuyper Jr. by any stretch, and and don't take <laughs> these to the bank. But if I'm in, if I'm in their position, I I you know if I get to pick one of these guys, I'm I'm going I'm going C.J. Stroud, even though I know he played in the Big Ten and everything else uh, uh, compared to the SEC. But he just looks far and above better to me on pay, on on the screen. I don't, I don't care about the statistical things, but just the uh, 
like the playmaker that he can he could be and, and the pocket passer he could be too. So I think I think they'd be in good hands with him. I'm not saying he's gonna be one of these top five guys. I don't think that, but he'll be an upgrade. I mean, they have nobody now. So oh, Matty Ice isn't coming back for you, Aaron. He's still on the roster technically. <laughs> Dude, that you might you might as well take Derek Carr seven days a week over that guy. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, Bucky Brooks actually put C.J. Stroud above Bryce Young in his rankings. And, um, I mean, from what I saw, I don't follow college as nearly as much as you do, but from what I saw in that semifinal, especially, like Stroud just had – he has poise. He has he has good arm strength. He's able to drop the ball into, you know, relatively tight windows. He's able to get out of the pocket. You know, he's able to scramble. So, I mean, I haven't watched much on Bryce Young either, but, I w- you know, I would be looking at Stroud, honestly – as much as uh, you hate Ohio State, I, I respect the fact you're keeping it brutally honest <laughs> with that with your analysis of Stroud. There, does that Stetson Bennett get drafted at all? Like, because what is he's 25 years old, right? And then they they call that a knock on him, like not as a first rounder, but as a GM of a team. I think that might be an actual asset that the kid might be a little bit more mature. The kid knows that he's not physically talented like all these other guys. And he studies the playbook. And and, and let's put it, the last two years, he hasn't lost a game, right? He He's able to study a playbook. He knows where to put the ball. He's poised. And and that's what he did. So I think putting like a fifth, uh, like a fourth or fifth round pick on that kid, well, he's not a kid. Like he's a young man. And then still, ha- and and he's not hurt. He's not banged up. He's not uh, gonna be, I don't know, susceptible to the things that a a twenty three year old or twenty two year old might be their first time in the league. I think he might be. I'm not gonna say he he has a chance to light the league on fire, but I will say he could be a really valuable asset to have as a backup in the league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Pickett was like 24, I believe, when he was drafted. Uh, the Steelers took him in the first round, and, and he definitely showed flashes uh, of being a really good quarterback in the league. I don't think Bennett has Pickett's skill set, but yeah, winning pedigree. Uh, he was calm and collected in the national championship game. He played within his game. Uh, you know, he had an excellent uh, control of the playbook and knew what to do. Obviously, Georgia's loaded, but I definitely agree that he gets drafted. I would probably put him fourth, maybe fifth round, I think would be accurate. He could definitely be a capable backup. Maybe a team that's run heavy would even take a flyer on him potentially as like a starter, you know, someone who runs kind of like Baltimore. And obviously you figure Lamar's going back to Baltimore or if not him, you know, they have Tyler Huntley, but a team that's run heavy first could even potentially start Stetson just to kind of throw him in there. Like, you know, why not? type thing but I think he gets drafted Aaron what about you yeah I I think the notion that like he won't get drafted is ridiculous just because like not to disagree with anything Dave said it's just like I've heard that rumbling too like (laughs) I gotta take a shot at at our guy uh Sean Clifford from Penn State he's 25 years old but he's there's gaps in his game his footwork isn't good like there's a lot of things that are gonna need to be improved like he I would probably bet the house that he doesn't get drafted. He didn't play in the SEC. He doesn't have any uh, national championships. But like the kid's been there, done that. He's won national championships like with ease. And I mean, he's he's accurate when I watch him. I mean, it's not like I I sit down every Saturday and, and religiously watch the the Bulldogs play. But like, I mean, he can play. There's no doubt that he he has a skill set. Now, is his ceiling probably lower than a lot of these guys? Maybe, but. I'm not going to say he's the next Brady, but it would be something where it's like, what if he came in and just started lighting it on fire? Like no one expects that he's a fifth round pick, you know, that type of thing. So I hope, uh, I hope he goes to a halfway decent franchise just because of, I don't know. He seems like a, I, I do like the kid, uh, but our young man, as Dave said, but he, uh, he already got his ass in trouble just a couple of months ago with that DUI. I don't think that helps. Or, or uh, drunken in public. I don't think public that drunkenness. Yeah. Yeah. Something. I don't think it hurts him. I, I don't think it really hurts him, but it's something, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you got guys out here who like Deshaun Watson enough said he's still in the league now. Obviously, he's <laughs> a uh, established talent. But if you got guys like that still in the league of public drunkenness at 25 because you were partying, 
you know, isn't shouldn't keep you out of the league whatsoever. You know, that's just, <laughs> just something that happens sometimes. I feel like almost every college kid does that. Just only a few of them get caught. <laughs> or, yeah, Baker you know Baker I mean. got in trouble for that too. It didn't really uh, matter though. Oh yeah, he got. I I remember watching that video when he was with Oklahoma. He got yeah. like t- taken down by a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was running his mouth a little. I mean, it's Baker, but does Baker Mayfield start a game for an Ooh. NFL franchise next year? <laughs> I say at least, I say at least one. One to, one to three games, I think he's with the Rams. Been... Does he stay with the Rams, or who knows where he goes? Uh, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase. Who starts more games next year, Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? Oh, oh. God, I hope I hope Baker Mayfield. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I he is a that guy's a shit show. To, just his, I just never I never believed in him. To be honest with you, but J- JD, what do you think about that though? Ch- chime in there. Uh, I, as long as Zach Wilson is out playing golf, I think Sam Darnold should do the same. Give Baker the <laughs> give Baker the the starts. You know that's my thing on that. I've been saying that for a little while, a little while now. Unfortunately, Zach Wilson will probably still have a job. You know, I I don't know if Darnold's in Ca- Carolina. I think Darnold starts more games simply because if Baker stays with the Rams, which I think would not be a bad idea because Stafford is getting older. You stick with an offensive mastermind like McVay. You sit behind Stafford. You learn more um, high paid backup type thing, potentially get a chance to start, you know, maybe the following year or if Stafford goes down again, you know, then he'd have a chance to start there, you know, already in an offense that you've started to learn already. So I would say, um Darnold probably starts more should he no no definitely not I think Baker has a uh, way higher ceiling than Sam Darnold does but I think more than likely Darnold starts more games than than Baker does maybe uh Cleveland though drafts Stetson Bennett you know if if he goes right in there with the drunkenness and the the other issues uh maybe maybe he goes up there behind Deshaun Watson and and gets a, a backup job there what do you think Aaron that's a good good guy to learn from huh that's a model citizen uh, to quote unquote, clean up his mess. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many ways that can be taken. So I think we're just gonna we're just gonna squirt right along to the, I mean move right along to the next topic. <laughs> oh man. Well Mop let's go on to <laughs> what's that? Mop it up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh man. Let's go back to the Sin City, uh Las Vegas. They're going to be hosting the Super Bowl next year. We had Rihanna in, in this year's Super Bowl halftime performance. Lover or hater, whatever your take on her is or, or the show. Who do you think should star in, in next year's show? You know, Sin City, it's the first time they're they're having a Super Bowl, you know, obviously being held there. You want to absolutely blow everybody's mind. Who's coming to Las Vegas, do you think? If you could pick, Dave, give me uh, two or three people you'd like there. And Aaron, same for you. I'm not a fan. I don't, I own like, I have a couple of his songs on my thing, but he's been in a couple of Super Bowls before. Bruno Mars, that fucker entertains the shit out of me. Yeah. He can play, he can dance, he can, he can sing. That guy puts on a show. I, I found Rihanna's show so underwhelming. It was her singing, doing bad lip sync. They all lip sync, and I understand that. And that's not my beef. My beef is not where they're mixed, uh, her, uh, her catalog. My beef is that she was just standing, like walked 20 feet. I get it. She was pregnant and, and that all. <laughs> but, you know, it was like to watch 200 Michelin men uh, dance in, 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 <laughs> in, in, in a kind of a cool little setup. That's okay for five minutes. That's not okay for 20. So I was really nonplussed by this one. Give me someone who can fucking sing and play and dance. And Bruno Mars, I think that kid can entertain. Yeah, he puts on a great show. Absolutely. As far as an entertainer goes, the entire package, I I couldn't agree more with you. Definitely would be a solid choice. Uh, Would you have a number two, number two or number three choice? Um, If you need to think a little bit, Aaron, you can give us your number one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Dave's era. I'm going to go Dave's era on, uh, on this one, I, I'm surprised he took a uh, somebody that's more not our not our time period, but more <laughs> more more recently popular. Calling, he's calling you old, bro. He's coming uh, at you. <laughs> I am old, man. Don't worry about it. I'll no, take I think, grace. 
I think if if Ozzy Osbourne is still kicking the can, I think they should bring him out just because. <laughs> oh, Ozzy, he it, couldn't even. <laughs> it, it would be. What's that? He he must be like 75, 80 years old by he's now. He's got to be. I mean, it's a miracle he's still. I mean, only God oh. knows what he's he's ingested in his body, but. Uh, bats. <laughs> the line, nothing he's good. Bat shit cra- he's batshit crazy, bro. <laughs> Um, but I just think that would be insane. Like it's it's Las Vegas, Sin City. I mean, you got Ozzy Osbourne with the black eyeliner, everything like just you know crazy train. That would just be that would be off the chain, as as the kids say. So I mean, I would love to see that. Um, I just purely for the entertainment value. I think I heard. I don't know if it's true, but like I heard Jay Z kind of has a a hand in who gets picked now. So I mean, that's the last genre of music he's gonna pick. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hate the Rihanna. I, I'm a, maybe I'm just a, a fanboy of Rihanna, which probably makes me sound like a, a 20 year old girl or something. But I, I, I didn't hate it. I, I kind of liked it. There's been worse. I, I, I thought like I like her songs, so I'm, I'm cool with, I'm cool with her not being able to do too much moving around. With I, the I like her songs more than I like that show. Yeah, like, yeah. I think the show was really underwhelming. It, it never changed. It was. Michelin men uh, dancing together while <laughs> she went up and down on a Mario Kart thing. <laughs> Oompa Loompas, I saw that yeah. on uh, I saw that on on Twitter. People thought that that they looked like Oompa Loompas. So I like that though. Michelin man, <laughs> it's funny. And and then as Aaron just said, like with Ozzy Osbourne, the other one I would take is an old schooler. Get Metallica out there. Oh. I yeah. think that they would rock the house. Like you guys have seen that. Uh, I think it's Virginia Tech that has uh, Enter Sandman when they come in, and that whole stadium rocks. Like if they did that to, like I think that would be pretty cool to have some good old hard rock um, <laughs> with 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 Metallica in there, and then maybe get like a Rob Zombie or something. Like just like old school metal would be kind of fun too. It's interesting you say that because uh, I just looked up here Metallica. Apparently, they were joking around that they were surprised they weren't asked to be backup singers for the Super Bowl show for Rihanna. So <laughs> they they believe they were snubbed, according according to a couple sources. I'm here uh, here that I'm seeing seeing on Google. So that's pretty funny. And, and I've then, seen Metallica live, and they do put on a hell of really? a show. Yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah. Aaron, if you're going to bring Ozzy on, you might as well throw Marilyn Manson with them as well. Let's just make it completely crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, I see, I would take and my second choice is somebody newer that, that probably, you know, most people of the older generation probably wouldn't like. But I, I want to throw, like, Post Malone. I think he'll Post Malone will play a Super Bowl. That's, like, just a hot take. I think he's big enough where yeah, he'll, he'll jump in there one of these years. Maybe, especially if they played at the Cow- – he's a big Cowboys guy, so – if they ever play in Dallas, I think, but I would love to see him do a show. I've seen him. I saw him live before and it was awesome. So I don't know. They keep the, what it's been popped the last couple of years. It wouldn't surprise me if they went to the rock or the, the, the older metal band. See, and I don't think they'll do that uh, because us old Fox aren't hanging out. <laughs> we like, they don't bring, we don't, we're the ones actually watching the game. Whereas Rihanna and Bruno Mars and Post Malone or ASAP Rocky or all these names I know, but I don't have a clue what they sing. <laughs> those bring the young eyes to the screen. And that's what that's what's important. And I, I, I read the articles. Apple Music, uh, I want to say uh, $250 million to, to pick to sponsor the halftime show for the next Ooh, five sh- years. So, so it's oh, a shit. gross gross thing and so apple music gets to pick and they get to do their thing so yeah the halftime performers uh, actually don't get paid the uh the headlining artist doesn't get paid and i didn't realize that because so i was like how much did they pay rihanna and did they not get with their their money you know for it and then and it's just the the exposure of of being like yeah i was on the halftime show i headlined the halftime show i'm sure they make a ton of money that way as people you know go download and buy their music and stuff like that go stream their music but yeah i read about that i'll I'll forward you guys the articles like the bumps in um in in performers after the super bowl like uh that makeup thing that uh rihanna did there was an 860 percent bump in searches for her makeup line after the super bowl (laughs) Makes sense. It makes sure. sense. 
And then the other thing was like, so it's thirty million dollars or seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot. Yeah. She is. She had a fifteen-minute spot for free. Right. Right. So that's, that's how they kind of equate it. Yeah. If I was gonna pick, and here's the thing that sucks, you know, rest in peace to Chester Bennington, because I think Lincoln Park would be dope at the Super Bowl. Um, Agreed. Personally, I think that would be a lot of fun. But uh, I mean, they could still do it without Chester. I don't know. Uh, if I was gonna have to pick somebody else to play, I mean, I think Jay Z, if he's gonna be on the Super Bowl, he has yet to be on it. But I think him being there in Vegas, and a lot of people are saying like Jay Z and Beyonce together. You know, you have the idea then like people have you know Rihanna. Oh, she's better than Beyonce. Then other people are like oh Beyonce over Rihanna. So you have Rihanna one year, then you you bring in Beyonce the next year. I think would would probably do pretty well for them. I know Beyonce's been on the Super Bowl show. I think it's twice before. But I think it would be kind of cool to see Jay-Z. Uh, I know he's getting a bit older, but the, the man is an incredible rapper still. Um, his lyrics are sick. So just to, to see him there would be neat. Uh, so I, that's, that's probably if I was going to have to pick someone more, you know, I don't want to say traditional, but someone who's more in line with what they have been going for these last few Super Bowls. I, I would That's where I'd cast my vote for Jay-Z and Beyonce. Dave, Dave's a big Jay-Z guy. I know it. I know it deep down. I, I have no hip hop. Like I was like honestly, when like <laughs> hip hop was just starting when I was when like ND the NWA and stuff like that first came on the scene. I was like 18, 19, and and I had buddies that listened to it, and it was like, no, thank you. I, it was just <laughs> like it just wasn't my style. It, it's I, I still I I can appreciate it, but I don't like it. It ain't my bag, you know. And you know I'd love Dave Matthews to do it, but I I don't. That's my band. I, I've seen them live, honestly, like 40, 45 times. Jeez. But wow. I, I don't like he's not uh he's not a Super Bowl artist. He's just not. Did you so. get your tickets at SeatGeek? I know if you go to SeatGeek and put in the code a belly up, they get like what is it, 10 or 20% off? 20 I'm still bucks new to off. this. So I... No, no, no. It's 20 bucks off, but it's only with your first purchase. Okay, that's, gotcha. That, that's a catch. So, so <laughs> I'll so, run the uh, official. I'll run the official spot because I still don't have the. the so now that we're not on my show, I can say this to you. I uh, between my wife and I, when we went to Colorado, we have like four or five different SeatGeek uh, things. <laughs> so, like every time we were in Coors Field, trust me, we saved twenty bucks every time on our tickets. Looking right, looking right. So <laughs> go in there. We'll plug you, Dave. Go in there. Put in uh, what is it? 1420 is the code there for 1420 pod uh, for SeatGeek with your first purchase 20 bucks off. So if you would have bought your Super Bowl tickets on SeatGeek instead of $4,100, you would have saved yourself that 20 and then uh, maybe got yourself a, a, a souvenir lanyard. Half a Coors Light beer, maybe. <laughs> a sip of a beer. A sip. You can smell someone else's beer for that twenty bucks. It just made, that mentioning beer just made me think. Uh, Jackson Mahomes. We had talked about him before. He struck oh, back. Christ. He struck back. Aaron, did you see see that god awful dance that he did uh, at the Super Bowl? Oh, I did, man. He's 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 as talented as as his brother as that quarterback at dancing. <laughs> Do you not agree? I'm gonna have to throw something at you next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're smoking, but it must must be uh must be strong. <laughs> I have no idea how Patrick puts up with that. And then his wife, like he he because he's always standing beside Patrick Mahomes' wife. And yeah. Patrick just is like, tell him to stop that. Someone yeah. has to tell him to stop. His dad's becoming a little bit of a nozzle himself, in my opinion. I mean, maybe yeah. it's just because he beat the Eagles, but when they beat the Chiefs, it was we're smoking the or when he beat the, the, uh, Burrow, the Bengals, yeah, the Burrow Blunt. Now it's we're smoking the Philly Blunt. Like, all right, man. Yeah, I thought that was know. funny, honestly. I think that was pretty clever. I mean, you mock Patrick Mahomes in his own stadium just to say I'm spoke, smoking that Burrow. I thought it was funny, and then um, personally, I mean, I thought I thought it was entertaining. I think he's a lot more entertaining than than his brother or than his son Jackson. I was watching something <laughs> that was saying like I have no idea how. You know, Pat, Pat Mahomes senior birth Jackson. Like, how did he birth that guy? Like, there's no like, <laughs> there's no way he's his dad type he's thing. It's like, like what? I no have world? no idea. Maybe it was two different moms, and I do. I mean, no disrespect when I say right. that, but, <laughs> but but Patrick, even like when he was while uh, rocking the mic today on their their party, it was he was cool. 
And like this is a rebuilding year, and like he, he clearly has a grip on everything. Yep. And then he has that younger brother who is just an absolute douche nozzle, <laughs> dancing and, and hip hopping and TikToking and whatever. You know, I guess it, it's it's a pretty good job being Pat Mahomes' younger brother, but don't embarrass the brand. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Talking about you know the brand will stick with Kansas City, and I like how you said douche nozzle. Uh, I know, you know we listened to your show, uh, what you what you had to say about Travis Kelsey. If you guys you know listen to our show now, go check out fourteen twenty Sports Bar podcast. Check out their Super Bowl recap show. Excellent show, lots of laughs. But Travis Kelsey coming on the stand saying, you know, nobody gave us a chance. This, this, and that. I was listening to the New Heights podcast, which is uh, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's podcast, and he did clarify those statements. He said that they were referring to the doubters during the preseason and and before the season. He wasn't actually referring to the people like the last two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. He even said, he's like, I know that people had us 50 50s. Like that was referencing the beginning of the season where people are like, Oh, they're rebuilding. They ain't going to do shit type thing. So with that in mind though, for our listeners, Dave, what do you think about Travis Kelsey? (laughs) (laughs) Brother has to zip it. It ain't about you. Like, I get it. Like, you're, you let your Gronkowski is awesome and he was great and he played great in big games and he was a bit of a doofus. And that was fun, <laughs> right? Spike Kelsey Man. is now playing the heel in WWE. Like, really? Like, you're not Rick Flair. Like, you're a guy that's really good at his craft and, and you're probably the best to do it right now. What are you doing? To what point? I don't get this loudmouth disrespecting us shtick he's he's throwing at us right now. I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, what's he trying to prove? Who's he? Who's who does he want to impress with this kind of crap yeah. that he's spilling? Well, he is actually he does not have a wife, so who knows? Maybe he maybe he's trying to trying to get a lady with that. I mean, I mean, it'll, who, who am I to say that? Who am I to say that he's wrong? I'm not married either. You know, this guy's a Super Bowl winning tight end, making millions of dollars. Maybe that's I'll, what the ladies like these days. You know, <laughs> I'll chime in. I'll chime in. He's a NFL tight end. I don't swing that way, but he's a decent looking dude. <laughs> and he's Back. what six foot six i mean he has no problem getting any <laughs> he can walk in any bar and just about anywhere and not have a problem not not to totally you know disregard your point but he <laughs> i mean today i was watching i was i didn't watch the parade because that would have made me nauseous but he's up there on the stage and he, i mean this went on for like five minutes he's like give me a hell yeah basically took uh jason kelsey's speech when the eagles won so no points for creativity there, but then then he said uh he was like, Give me a hoorah, give me a hot, like all these different uh all these yeah, different things. That. And I'm like, oh, dude, five minutes later, people don't have a voice left. You know what I mean? So if you're if you're somebody that's on the fence about Travis Kelsey, watch him at that parade today. You'll be you'll be anti-Travis Kelsey real quick. He's just too much. He is a nozzle to the fullest extent. I I love his brother. I love what he can do on the field, but man, whenever he opens his mouth, it's like cringe city. I mean, it he, really is. I know that in the New Heights podcast, Travis has mentioned that he, you know, really looks up to Jason. He's done that a few different times. So maybe that's why he just kind of took that speech and, and kind of re rebranded it with his own, his own, own little way of saying it. But I mean, he did just break a uh, record. 13 now it's 13 playoff games with 75 plus yards jerry rice had had the record you know they were tied at 12 games apiece so he got a lot going for him but i have a question for you dave i had never heard the word nozzle until i heard aaron say it and he said that he heard it from you guys (laughs) would you explain to our listeners and to me what the flip is a nozzle a nozzle it's 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 our way of not saying douchebag (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know where new I don't know where nozzle came came from. Brent's the first one that's saying it. And then like we had a segment for a while there, uh nozzle of the week, nozzle of the month. And then so it's just a way of instead of saying D-bag, we just say nozzle. Nozzle's a fun word to say. So uh yeah, so like it's it, it went from douche nozzle to <laughs> nozzle. 
I was going to yeah. say, when you say You're... douche nozzles, that's pretty much redundant. That's like the worst of the worst. It's like, all right, so Tom Brady's a douche nozzle because he's a double douchebag. <laughs> like, that's just yeah. like... <laughs> it's up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's we... To the power of two. Yeah, right. Now we have Aaron. You now have a word for Tom Brady that is worse than anything else. You know, normal people like Travis Kelsey that you don't like are nozzles. And you got Tom Brady, the douche nozzle. There you go. I like it. <laughs> We're going gonna... to. And then when my wife and I are talking uh, with my son in the room, right? Like, uh, it's a it's a juice bag. <laughs> juice bag. <laughs> What's a juice bag? It's just something we don't like. Right. So it's a juice bag. <laughs> yeah. Juice boxes are better. You don't want a yeah. juice bag. <laughs> just a juice bag <laughs> i love it i love it that's you funny. can get creative when you got young ears in the room yeah no i like it i'm taking notes here for you know when i have my own family just you know, parenting notes uh with dave here from the 1420 sports bar podcast we're talking football we're talking parenting but hey dave man it was awesome awesome to have you on the show last time that you came on the show. I wasn't able to make it. So it was a, it was a pleasure to be here and, and hang out with you tonight. And Aaron, Aaron, did you have any final questions for Dave? Right now, just prediction time. What are the, where are the Broncos season end next season? Is it division loss? Is it Super Bowl loss? Like where you got, where are you at on the Broncos? Uh, we'll win a wild card game. Okay. We'll win a wild card game. But like I say, the ASC is, so stacked right now. It was like the NFC when I was a kid. That's when the NFC East was so powerful with the with the Redskins and with the Cowboys and and then Niners in the West. It was it was just a murderer's row getting through the NFC. But now the tide has shifted and and the AFC and is going to be tough. But I'd like I'd like to win a wild card game next year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Aaron. And the Eagles? Aaron, yeah, exactly. He turned it right back on you. Got got to answer that. I think uh I think we go to the NFC Championship next year and lose. Super Bowl or bust, baby. All in. All the chips are in. I don't care who we're get. We're going to have a better defensive coordinator regardless. That's- you uh, are. You're a better defensive coordinator. <laughs> I better uh, shine up my resume a little bit now the position's <laughs> open. You know, if Rex Ryan's not going to take it. Super Bowl or bust, though. I think we're going to the Super Bowl. This next uh, episode, uh, Aaron, we'll talk a bit about some of the free agents to be, and I'm curious who you would re-sign. But, um, yeah, Dave, how can how can our listeners get a hold of you? How do you guys? Uh, well, 1420, uh, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Um, Aaron and uh, JD uh, with the Brutally Honest. You guys tag us all the time as we do you. Just uh, come take a listen. If you like what we did here tonight, it's it's a little bit the same, but uh, it's Brent and I. We've been doing it for a little bit longer than you guys. Um, and it's and it's fun. It's just two old guys talking about sports and, and trying to figure it out with... Uh, and 1420, for those of you that don't know, um, in Canada... Cans of beer have 355 milliliters. Three, uh, four, four cans of beer gotcha. is 1,420 milliliters. <laughs> so it's four beer worth of sports talk. So, um, um, and that's why we're called the Sports Bar Podcast. So, uh, yeah, come take a listen. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys had have, have me on here. And thanks. Uh, we've had you guys on our show and, and I really appreciate the collaboration and it's a lot of fun. And I, I look forward to doing it again in the future, guys. Yeah, always a good time, uh, especially if you guys like hockey. Check out the 1420. I mean, they talk about all kinds of things. They have a, uh, Brent is an umpire, so he has an umpire show. So check that out. Uh, 1420 in the morning, it's 15 to you know 14, about 20 minutes. Just a good way to start your day. They do that on YouTube as well as Spotify, Apple Music, and all that stuff. You got to let Brent know that we want to come on and talk some baseball. I'm a Yankees fan, so I know he'll love that. Aaron being a an Orioles fan, we'll we'll have some fun with that because I know the spring training's real close around the corner here. But the NL East is going to be like the <laughs> AFC West this year, brother. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we shall see. It's gonna gonna be wild, that's for sure. So, Aaron, who else are we uh are we plug in the night? Well, got to plug fourteen twenty one more time, just just because. <laughs> We always got to plug them first. Definitely check those check them out. Uh, check out Fan in the Van, Jim Plotner uh, over there doing doing great things. And 
and he'll make you laugh quite a bit. He he's as animated as it gets. And then uh, also the guys at level of playing field. Um, you know, if you listen to our podcast, just definitely take a listen to all, to all those as well. Yeah, check out We Like Sports Podcast. That's sports with a Z. They have a lot of cool sports articles and a, po- a podcast as well. Quick articles, easy reads, but definitely interesting. A lot of fun. I've been checking those out. They, they cover all kinds of topics on sports. So check those guys out. Again, thank you, Dave. We'll definitely have to, to talk again soon. Unfortunately, not about the NFL for a while, but always a pleasure. Check us out on Twitter at Burley Honest, except it's Burley Honest without the T because Twitter won't give us the T. Uh, Once again, I'm JD, Aaron, and Dave. Y'all have a great night. Stay safe out there, and fly, Eagles, fly.